But now you're dead. What do I do? I, I, I don't want you to be dead. But I did warn. You know, you can't say I didn't warn you, right? Now, now what are you going to do? I died hating God. And now I'm dead. What do I do now? Well, uh, you know, bottom line is um, that's an air conditioner going there. Bottom line is, uh, you know, I, I really, you know, trying to assess the whole thing. I've, uh, you know, first of all, greetings in the name of the Most High, 
Um, God is not a myth. Jesus is real. Uh, Jesus is king. I think those of us who've been through the wars, and I've been through quite a bit of them, you know, um, I'm just remembering back um, how, you know, like most of my life, I, I prophesy. You know what I mean? When I say that, I don't mean that's necessarily inspired. It's just like a prophetic walk where I don't do anything like, oh, I'm going to prophesy now. It's just my natural way is to see beyond the veil of anybody, anyone, anywhere, just what's there. Not right all the time, you know what I mean? But it's just, I live in that, I guess what I'm saying is I live in that world, which makes it very difficult to be around people, right? Because you you pick up on all these things, and then sometimes when you're not strong, you think it's you, you know, but it's really someone else's worry. But you think it's you. And, um, you know, I I meant it in that song, you know, when, you know, the the lyrics to that song, um, you know, about a new day coming. Because, you know, the clown world of Klaus Schwab and the world, uh, what do they call it? The World Economic uh, Forum, the World Enslavement Forum. I think that's a new T-shirt going around. The World Enslavement Forum, led by Klaus Schwab, a real genius. Bill Gates is going to cut down 70 million acres of trees for global warming. Isn't he a good guy? And these people are absolutely stupid, absolutely clown world, absolutely insane, and they're just listening to their demons. And, like, if you listen to demons... Yeah, go ahead and cut your arm off. Okay. <laughs> you know, go ahead and cut down all those trees, Bill. Okay. <laughs> Any rhyme or reason, Bill? No, it just thought it would be a fun thing to do. Save the planet. <laughs> Let those mosquitoes go. Well, I just wish I had a stinger missile. Oh, man. If I saw that helicopter, because I saw the footage of the helicopter dropping mosquitoes in Florida, and it would have been just a no-brainer to to bring that thing down drones anything you know but what do you have i have nothing i have no way to defend myself i'm at the mercy of psychopaths of of, 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 no psychotics just like dr strangelove i mean it's it's like being in it's that extreme i suppose what we really should do is give thanks for another day because this is not my home is it your home i'm not american i finally realized i'm not a citizen of the united states and and I don't think you are either. Um, one of the criticisms of the... Um, now, what am I going to tell you to get involved in here? Because I'm involved in so many things i got to really prioritize. But um, in the documentary, one of the reviews, I guess this was a later review, a recent one, there were several from the, the Fright Fest from the London uh, screening... And one of them said, uh, you know, talking about me and, you know, that it was still a heavy film, but I was talking about satanic ritual abuse and, you know, a a, a thing that, and then then he goes, which was debunked ages ago. (laughs) Can you believe that someone is that idiotic? Are the critics really that stupid? Are they they covering? What do you, how would someone, well, that was debunked, you know, Daniel goes on about you know, Zeph Daniel goes on about satanic ritual abuse and, you know, and, and blaming his parents. <laughs> and um, no, I was talking about society. That I only talked about my parents and my my family, my late family, because they're all dead. 
and I guess deservedly so. Uh, but yeah, talking about my late fascist family, um, satanic family, satanic, yeah, the satanic, everything was a ritual. In fact, not only that, I do believe that Trish was, you know, in the doc mentions that she is, you know, was a witness to a lot of it in later, especially the, the, the Santeria witchcraft, which went on and then uh, black candle uh, magic going on against us while we were trying to visit my mother on one occasion, and then, and then of course, a, a near-fatal poisoning on another. And uh, the Lord just said, don't ever go back there again. So I didn't, you know, after, after the really serious poisoning. But then there were the, the candles, and, and there also, like, things like chicken claws, and, you know, kind of like going into, the, like, the movie Angel Heart, yeah, a lot of voodoo going on, and then you can find under the bed, you know, in the, the maid's quarters under the bed, you'd see, like, chicken claws and, and uh, effigies, you know, with, with needles and, you know. So, to me, the term satanic ritual abuse is any satanic ritual, whether it's outlined or, you know, whether it's like black robes and all that shit, which is just, you know, theater, or, you know, organized in society like a traffic accident, a plane going down can be a satanic ritual abuse, if you like. Um, but especially molesting of children in an orderly, organized fashion in training. But those are all rituals, even if they don't say they are. So that's my definition. And I think the definition they say was debunked was little kids being uh, groomed, you know, be, being you know, used, uh, trafficked for sex. Then later he had to acknowledge that I had been involved in an activist against human trafficking and involved in, uh, well, it's in Pakistan overseas, Violent and John involved in their ministry in saving children from uh, being trafficked and, you know, being little kids being raped and, and, and used, abused, and killed in some cases. Then we have all this trafficking going on, uh, you know, now over the border and around the world that do involve snuff films, satanic rituals, satanic ritual abuse. Um, you know, uh, someone needs to have a sacrifice for whatever reason, and they can, you know, abscond one of these uh, these orphans, and uh, that's the perfect the perfect age for a sacrifice. And then you know, dismember them, eat them, eat the heart, whatever it is. But I mean, it's it's a common, actually, very very common throughout Mexico and throughout throughout America at this point, because witchcraft is taking over. They, they like to think that witchcraft is, doesn't harm children and doesn't involve itself in satanic ritual or human sacrifice, which is incorrect. And, it, and the other thing is, when the guy goes, it's debunked, I'm saying, okay, we're in, so, we're in, so we have you know, the, the genius liberals. Okay. The thing is, no, it was, it was debunked by the likes of people like Oprah, you know? but it was never debunked. It raged on. In other words, they put a cover on it. They tried to cover it up, but it just goes on because the, uh, as Stanley Kubrick said, I think I would trust him a lot more than a lot of other people, just as a credible witness to the world situation. He said the world's run by pedophiles. It's, it's, run, by, it's run by child trafficking. And it's also run by not just drugs now, but um, as I said, human body parts and organs, not just, right, like heads, hands, and feet are now up for sale. So it's, it's, it's just like um, humans have been reduced to hackable animals. Therefore, you can do anything you want to them. They don't, there are no such thing as human rights. 
all of this was predictable from from that. But in the in the upper echelon, in the upper elite, we had eyes wide shut. Uh, that was uh, satanic ritual abuse. Whether the people felt abused or not, whether they participated or not, it's still satanic ritual abuse. It's still satanic ritual and, um, uh, you know, I guess in, in this case, the abuse of a, a woman who became a sacrificial victim of that ritual in the place of Tom Cruise's character. And, you know, it was presented as a contemporary issue. That kind of thing, that kind of um, thing was is constantly going on among the, you know, elites. And it, I guess they all have to participate in it because if you want to do business with people, you have to be on the same side. And the dominant culture is, you know, Satanism, but that it, what that is is really self-promotion in the form of self-promotion and ritual, and, you know, the other thing we could also call it ritual abuse rather than satanic ritual abuse. You don't have to have Satan as a part. You say ritual abuse, meaning you're having a ritual, i.e. you're, you're training kids to, to be trafficked and to be sexualized and, 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 uh, and you know, lent out to the adults or, or pimped out. But it's done in a ritual format. In other words, it's done um, in a... Well, okay, take drag queen storytelling hour, which to me is satanic ritual abuse. It had, there's a certain format. Adults are behind. Out in front, you have the, in front of the adults is the, um, the drag queen who is, you know, reading from book or whatever, you know, and, and really, and the kids are all out front being exposed to this reading of whatever and usually it's it's you know involves more than that or um you know children that are involved in uh being groomed to be uh drag queens and things like that that's all pretty much abuse if especially if a child is not consenting but he has if he's forced to go along with it and uh so so to me satanic ritual abuse is everywhere in fact even things like being assaulted with a Babylonian funeral, like like George Bush or one of one of those dignitaries, to me is satanic ritual abuse. Because it's abuse of the viewer. So it's going on everywhere all the time worldwide. And the guy goes, Well that's been debunked. And I'm wondering, how stupid is the film community of, of the UK and for they're not smart like they were back when we released society. They, they seem to have been dumbed down. And then I found out another statistic that I think one of you posted it, that since 1980, the IQ points have dropped 30, 30, 30 points. Is that true? 30 points is since 1980, and that, that would explain everything. Of a guy making such a stupid statement that... It's been debunked, and you know that, that another critic did the same thing and, and really got mad at us and docked us down to like two stars and all that, you know, because um, she got so triggered, and so angry, it just became a personal attack against us that she's supposed to be. Oh, because Trish said "plandemic" and that triggered her. She said "plandemic," and then, oh, you see, and, and then there was like, you know, these are like white supremacists or something. And I said, oh, "Well, then we all need to say "plandemic" a lot more then." Obviously, they're not getting the message, but to say satanic ritual abuse in the midst of all this traffic and all this stuff has been debunked is, um, that's rich. I, that's, that's actually a, a kind of insanity. 
you know, because it's going on everywhere. I mean, like I say, I put on the TV, there's satanic ritual abuse going on there. They don't have to say it's a ritual. You, you don't even have to discover it's a ritual. It can be going on with you in the center of gang stalking, satanic ritual abuse. So I guess my terms, using that term SRA is too broad because, you know, technically a satanic ritual, you know, hooded a coven with hooded robes, you know, killing a baby on the altar. That's their thing in their head. And they go, oh, that's been debunked. Uh, no, it, it, but actually even that is going on all over the place. People are practicing that, you know, in the hinterlands. I mean, in the country, you know, with, with sacrificing, you know, cattle and cats and dogs. And if they could get their hands on people or a baby, oh, my God, how great would that be? Uh, there were breeders back in those days. And, you know, Kathy O'Brien told the truth, as we know. And the real truth, the real deep, the real one I can verify because it's all L.A., is, again, Bryce Taylor, Sue Ford, who quit because she got, you know, criticized and embarrassed because she was naming, shaming really big stars like, you know, Bob Hope and, uh, you know, Sylvester Stallone. I mean, just everybody. And, and, and from her writing, you could see that it's the entire system of the city. So when I was talking about, when they're talking about my, my, you know, my particular, you know, it's like they try to make it like I'm attacking my family you know, I'm blaming my family when it's the whole thing. I, and I don't think I did that. I don't think that's what the movie says. But see, they can't, they can't give it an honest playback. They can't tell you honestly what happened in the movie. Because the, they just can't acknowledge, you know, that I'm talking about the system, the whole city, Hollywood, Big industrialist, you know, the, the Arm and Hammers, you know, Willard Keith, the, um, uh, you know, the, 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 the Hilton uh, launch, which became, you know, all the kids wind up being having billion, billion dollar trust funds. <laughs> and, and, you know, and all they wanted And you still can't get an honest answer out of any of those kids either. I think as close as it got was Paris Hilton talking about how she was tortured in a private school. <laughs> by being forced to take a shower or something. I mean, it was not anything like, you know, what's going on. Because <laughs> you see all these families participate in something they feel is invisible. And they'll say it's debunked. <laughs> they'll say it doesn't exist. They'll say I'm lying. And then I say about the film, it doesn't <laughs> matter whether you... Quiet. Stop that. Come on, we've gone through this before, haven't we? Okay, you want to give me a little kiss? That's sweet. All right, Ben. I know I love you, but I I can talk on this and and still love you at the same time. Right? It doesn't mean I don't love you, Ben. (laughs) He's he's my sidekick. I mean, wherever I go. He's a great hang, too. We were doing... We finally replaced this floor, and... They were nice, you know, tiles that, that were there, but, I mean, they had become, you know, I guess. <laughs> the thing you don't want in the kitchen is, like, tile with, like, white grout, okay? Because it's going to get greasy. <laughs> it's gonna get... So, anyway, we replaced it with um, uh, really great wood, and we had really great craftsmen here, but they, 
you know, thing went out. We were just under dust, and um, and it's done now, and, and it, it's it's uh, it looks old, it looks antique, it looks you know like an old, like it's been there a while, and uh, but it's really strong, and uh, I don't think we'll ever be doing that again. But I'm glad we did it, and you know how it is—they move everything out, and they're chiseling and they're sawing the tiles. They're, it's a wood. What it is is a, a, um, an Italian porcelain, you know, made to to be wood, to to have a wood appearance. And um, the technology on that has really increased. And I was like back and forth between reclaimed oak and this, and um, I went back and forth and back and forth. And finally, because of the fact that we don't have a, a raised floor, I decided to go with these tile, and I'm so glad I did because it's just like you just throw water on it. You can have them outside. It's, it looks more real. I mean, it is, for all intents and purposes, wood. And it's like, it's like um, engineered, kind of like old, old oak, and, you know, engineered. And it was handcrafted in Italy, you know. So that was... We had to we had to import it, and um, glad we went through all that hassle because uh, it's a sight to behold. And um, you know, one of the things I got a long time ago, one of the first things I did, I put a slate floor in the in the bedroom, and I and I found these sixteen by sixteen tiles at Home Depot, and it had a bad review, like two out of five stars, and I thought these were beautiful. I love them, and they're there to this day. And no one's replacing those. That's like one of my favorite things. And uh, it's, it has such a calming, you know, you put your feet on those. Like Govinda was saying, get your feet in the, in, the, in the dirt to ground yourself. When I put my feet on those, it's, I'm grounded. It's like got a healing vibe to it. And, they, they, and to, I looked because we thought maybe we'd do that in the closet. And they still sell that 16 by 16 slate. Same thing. It's really not just, it's not green, it's multicolored. Very nice. Anyway, it's cheap and good and has lousy ratings. It's a diamond in the rough. So you find that, that kind of thing too. You know, the, the hard thing when you're going to do any kind of work, in, you know, and this goes for, you know, whether it's the bus, the home, the things I have to do. And I've done, um, you know, I used to flip houses. And, you know, I'd remodel and then sell them and always make a lot of money doing that. You know what I mean? Like double, you know, things like that. And it was all because I just redid the surfaces. I didn't break open walls. I didn't do anything. I'm, I'm this kind of like person. I sort of go at the art of it. of say, take something that's there and how can we, you know, add to it? How can we do something with surfaces, with details that will make it, that will fix it rather than knocking down a wall and getting it all involved in construction and the hassles and all that. Some things have to be done, like say kitchens and you know bathrooms. But other than that, you you can you can really do a lot. You know, it's like there's a zen to it, where like, what's the one thing I could do that would fix this whole problem? Now, if you don't recognize there's a problem, then you're fine. Then you don't have to do anything, right? But if there's a problem, I mean, I've always been in design, so you know, art, design, you know. Um, you know, music, whatever, it's all kind of coming from the same place. So I get into like a bathroom that's not right. And I just keep wanting to, do, to fix it. But then I keep thinking, what's the one thing I can do that would fix this bathroom 
where I could keep the sinks, keep the tiles that are there, keep the keep things the way they are, but then add something that would just nail it. And sometimes I'll go on for months trying to find that one thing to, 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 to kind of boil it down to that one thing. And um, I do the same thing with Jesus. I try to boil it down to that one thing of Jesus. What is Jesus? Who is Jesus? What is what does it mean to say Jesus and all, all these idiots get this like impression of a guy with a beard and, you know, and who hates gays or something, you know, that, and that's, of course, their loss because Jesus is not a human on the earth. You know, had a brief appearance and was tortured, rejected and thrown out. The stone of the corner was rejected by the builders of this faulty civilization that was really built by Klaus Schwab, you know, or anyone else of the devil. Now, the, all of them, another, hey, talk about satanic abuse, CERN and the rituals they do at CERN. I mean, and the rituals they do everywhere, Burning Man, yeah. same thing, uh, the, the uh, Zazobra here in uh, Santa Fe. And it's, it just becomes, you know, an all-out orgy. And now the Burning Man, I was just thinking to myself, they're drowning in, in, um, in uh, rain. It really rained a lot. We're not getting that rain, Trish, but it really rained a lot. And they got flooded. And so there they are. They're stuck in the desert, and they can't get out because all their cars, you know, all their vehicles, all their uh, RVs, they're all stuck in the mud. And it looks like more rain's coming. And nobody can rescue them. I mean, I guess you could do a helicopter rescue, but you couldn't land the helicopter. So, you know, and before that, there were dust devils, all of it, little tornadoes of dust all over the place, almost like a sign. And I said, well, I'm not going to call it that. But it sure looks like wrath of God stuff to me. Like when I think of biblical wrath of God, you know, I, I think of, you know, Burning Man being a combination of the golden calf, where you have, you know, people with the lower IQ, and uh, people that are grateful for the mana because they have the higher IQ versus people that complain and grumble who have the lower IQ who will riot. If you, if you disagree with them, they'll start a riot. You know, that, that sort of, you know, that's, that's the mentality of these people. I mean, that's about as far as they can go. There are critics that say, oh, satanic ritual abuse, which is going on all over England, right? All over everywhere. Oh, that's been debunked. <laughs> Have you had your injection yet? Have you had your vaccine? <laughs> oh, folks. It's just, um, you got to laugh. You can't worry. You can't, you know what I really realized, too? You can't, you, you can't, you cannot control this. Like, I can't control what the critics say. I'm, I'm completely at their mercy. You know, well, oh, guys, you know, he's a, you know, it's a, He's just trying to get attention or, or Larry Wade Carroll's exploiting stuff or whatever. You know, all this, this ephemeral, stupid shit. You know, that makes me wish I had licensed the song, uh, you know, Ainema from uh, Tool. You know, stu- they keep going like they have this one refrain. that goes, stupid shit, stupid shit. It's just like all this stupid shit, you know, everywhere. People being so fucking stupid. How would you know What's pop music to you, Zev? Pop music is the same thing I'm talking about. Low IQ music for low IQ people. It's not really deep music. It's not Beethoven. It's not Chopin. It's not 
Brahms. It's not, you know, it's not uh, modern uh, film composers. It's not, it's not thoughtful. It's just like, let's get a catchy beat, and then they'll dig it. And, and then they ain't start bouncing around. And, oh, boy, you know. Now let's go out to Burning Man and really get it on. Now, when I was younger, if I was just thinking in terms of flesh, of course, I'd be at Burning Man tearing it up because, you know, apparently you get free sex there, right? You can have free sex. It's free love. It's all drugs are all free. Dude. Sex is free. Everything out in the desert, you know, do anything you want. No one says anything about what happened there. So it's basically people breaking their taboos and doing, you know, doing whatever they think is um, going to be liberating, <laughs> liberating. Like if you stick something up your ass, you're liberated. Oh, I'm liberated now. I really feel good about myself. Uh, no, I mean, I, I can almost not take it anymore. It's just, it's just like, I mean, it's fine. I, I'm completely, I'm sort of with Jesus in terms of, you know, I don't really care to go into people's proclivities. It's just that certain proclivities show the, the level of intelligence you're dealing with. And you know what I'm saying? I prefer people that, um, you know, that are introspective, that, that would, you know, hold their tongue till they had a thought that was, you know, coherent and not just, you know, screaming banshee kind of reactionaries that every little thing they react to, oh, oh that's unfair, tear the statue down, you know. And, <laughs> well, you're playing right into Klaus Schwab's hands. In fact, he's paying you through George Soros. Oh, shut up, racist, white supremacist, <laughs> Christian, God, barf. Oh, what do you know about uh, Jesus? Nothing. You don't know anything. And you flap your mouth. And, and, and you know, it's, uh, what was the statement about the fool? <laughs> you know, like a fool that, that, that's quiet, at least, you know, uh, the, the, you know, uh, you, you know, you know, if people doubt you're a fool, if you keep your mouth shut, you know, it's one thing, but if, you know, the, the, the fool opens his mouth and removes all doubt that he's a fool, you know, and it's just, it's, it's incredible how many conversations I've had with young people trying to explain the lineage from Soros to Antifa, from the WEF to, 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 to wokeism, from c corporatocracy, Larry Fink to the leftist marches and stuff, to the uh, communism itself, which is, which is a corporatocracy. I have tried, you know, I've, I've recommended the, the Black Book on Communism. I, I, I've tried, uh, uh, you know, um, Das Kapital, Karl Marx. I've tried to tell people, they just, they, it's not fair, you got it fair. It's like, yes, but who will be doling it out? Larry Fink. They'll be judging you if you get out of line. In other words, you'll be a slave, uh, you know, and they'll let you go buy something at the store so long as you follow the rules and so long as you don't ever post anything hateful online, which most people have up by now. So, again, you know, they fall into the trap because they're ignorant. You know, they're just as ignorant as, as just they're like people that never went to school you know, generation X, Y, Z, whatever. And my generation is getting senile. <laughs> so they're no help either. They, you know, and if they've been drinking tap water, they're probably down there too at the, you know, 80 range of IQ. So, um, 
you know, it, it, IQ is important. And they couldn't take over the world unless they dumbed down the people and lowered the IQ. That's one thing. They don't want, as George Carlin said so well, they want people just smart enough to run the machines and do the paperwork, but not smart enough to, to question truth. Or, you know, and not, not eloquent enough to speak truth to power. Quiet. Trish. Yeah, he's wound up. Anyway. Okay, so th that's you know, all I have to say about that. I'm just, it's, it's, it's amazing to me how uneducated that uh, so many people are, how politicized they are, where it's like anybody that calls himself a liberal has to automatically be dumb, and they have to automatically deny the things going on right in front of their face. This one critic did say, though, well, with everything that's coming out now, you know, Hunter Biden, I guess, or the general news, uh, this is timely for this movie, for this uh, Dark Side of Society. So they did admit that. I, you know, they, they will, um, you know, I'm ready. I mean, I'm, you know, I've been, uh, I mean, I, when I started online, I got ripped to shreds just about every day, false witness. The latest one I heard about is I don't have a daughter. I was just saying that to get attention that she committed suicide. Oh, you know, who would, who would say something? Well, that would be a Christian that would say something like that, not a, not a, not a liberal critic or a, uh, well, intelligentsia critic. I, I don't like to say liberal versus conservative because I'm not really conservative and I'm not liberal. I'm not really a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm not, I kind of take, you know, I'm more like a take each issue as it comes and it's it's more like good versus evil for me. You know what I mean? It's kind of but they can label me whatever they want. But I mean, that's not my. They they don't know me. They don't they don't see what my motivations are. You know, like for example, in Maui, my views are very radical. We the the left should love them. You know, Maui for Mauians, but the real left is run by billionaires. So you see, that's the problem, kids. You're owned. The only one that can make you free is Jesus. But what is Jesus? What is that? Well, it's the power of all creation. It's the power of all that is created and is being created and will ever be created. It is the power in all things. It is, you know, on a, on a human you know, level, on a personal level, Jesus is king, Lord of all things. Satan is the usurper. Oh, there's no such thing as Satan's. I'm not, I'm not, that's not, see, you missed the entire argument because you're, you're stuck in this stupid little loop in your head. So you can't think. So you need, to, you need to be quiet for a minute. You haven't heard my talks about comparing, you know, Jesus to, say, you know, Buddhism, Hinduism, uh, you know, Zoroastrianism, whatever you want, uh, ancient Egyptian religion, and all the rest, Tibetan, uh, um, uh, Tibetan Book of the Dead, Egyptian Book of the Dead, all those things. I've talked about all those things. Uh, Book of Enoch and all that. It's, I'm just interested in the truth. Where do I go for redress? Where do I go with, with my worried mind? I, I, have, I need some real help from something, someone real, who can help me, palpable, tangible help. Is that a human being? Fuck no.
human beings are, you know, pretty much we are all useless to each other. We can help a little bit, but we can't really help. Because what's going on inside me, no human, no human on earth could help me with. Even if you got the same thing going on inside, we could both sit there and moan together. But then we both need something else, don't we? We need something else. And when we have it, there's that satisfaction that goes beyond all understanding. It's a peace, but it's a satisfaction. Knowing all is well. No need to worry. See, I'm sticking with the theme today. I'm not wandering off. There's no need to worry. There's, no, you know, they can all go be screaming banshees, screaming at this, complaining about that, complaining about this, complaining about that, screaming at white people, screaming at black people, screaming at the government, screaming at whatever. Ah. But it's, it's not going to help heal that thing that's broken. And we have a world of 7 billion broken people or more. Almost eight now. And they're all broken, every last one of them. We are broken. Our society's completely crippled and broken. Our government's completely crippled and broken. It's basically a death trap. So I need a solution to that because, see, I don't want to have that. You know, when I go to bed at night, I don't want to have to worry about uh, this death trap. It's a death cult. I don't want to worry about a giant death cult, you know? And, and the minimal relief we get when we gratify the flesh, okay? An orgasm, big fucking deal. An orgasm, it lasts, it's very pleasurable, it lasts for a few seconds, and then it's over. Now what? Well, maybe we put drugs in there, okay? Drugs. All right, I'm high, and, you know, my, uh, all my bank account's going down, and everything's going down, and now I'm being followed by the police, and, I mean, what kind of drugs are you talking about? Well, if, we'll have some cocaine. That's not doing it. Well, how about back to sex? Well, it's, hey, try some taboo so you go further. And drugs at the same time. Hey, that sounds good. Okay. And now here I am, a slave to the flesh. A slave to, 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 to stupidity. A slave to, um, you know, no freedom. No fr- slaves have no freedom. You have to obey your urges your hungers, your, the hole in your soul needs to be filled with something. So nothing works. Everything fails, right? You know, you're, you're, you know homophobic. No, no, people are going to fornicate. Now, how does the Bible describe the uh, merchant, says the beast system, that they fornicate with the, with, with the whore of Babylon? With Mystery Babylon, they fornicate and, and they, therefore they wax rich. They become the billionaires and trillionaires from fornication. So the fornication, the sex magic is very important. To, so who runs the whole thing? It's, you know, the witches run it. Satan, the witches, evil. And every one of them is short-sighted. Every one of them is about here and now. Every one of them is, you know, solution five minutes and then it fails ten minutes later. Every one of them is about self-gratification. Every one of them is about, you know, you know, lust for power. And all that is fleeting. All that is vanity and all that is wasteland and all that is stupid and all that is... None of that's going to help me. So I'm not going there. You know, I don't need to, like, 
claw my way up the ladder by hurting other people, which is what the system is based on. You hurt other people good enough, get away with it, and you're going straight to the top, buddy. It's like uh, in Scarface. And I, I, you're going to go, you, Tony, you're going you're gonna to do big. You're going to go big. You're going to go right to the top, Tony. Right to the top. You're going places, Tony. You hungry? Yeah, I could eat a horse. Well, we'll get you a horse then. Yeah, I just want to say I got the, you got the money. I got the money and I got the yahoo. You got the yahoo? I got the money and the yahoo. And I, it's my gift to you, Mr. Whatever your name is. I like you, Tony. I like you a lot. There's no guile in you. And what I love about that movie, probably more than anything, I mean, it's, Oliver Stone wrote it, and, and um, what's his name, Brian De Palma directed it. It it it, it blows away movies today. <laughs> Don't even try. If you watch that movie, you're gonna feel like you can start crying. You know, you're gonna wish that there was something, someone, somewhere. And these guys are all passing. You know, they're all gone. You know, you wish it wasn't such a wasteland. You know, when, when low IQ people make movies or do arts, what expect is you're going to get Sam Smith, the pee-pee man, the pee-pee man, Sammy. You know, he's it's, it's, it's right with the trend. The trend now is to be, it's, it's okay to be gay is fine, but you've got to be fat. Fat, tranny, gay, and have pee-pee mouth, you know, uh, at the Grammys. <laughs> and they'll go, Oh, God, we, they're like trained seals applauding. Oh, isn't, that, isn't, that, isn't that just... I'm like, if I had to be around people like that, you know, and that's all they could think of. And Oh, I'm going to just devastate them, especially those Christians, when they see this, this, uh, this, this uh, you know, this boa uh, uh, necklace, this thing, and this, the tights and the my G-string and my being fat all and then having sex on stage, I'm going to, they're really going to, they're really going to be upset then. <laughs> and the, and the, real, the real answer is nobody fucking cares. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. I don't care. It's, 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 uh, you know, give me, give me something. Give me anything. And if, and if, I, you know, if he decided, if Sam Smith, no one's saying he isn't talented. But it's all gimmick now. It's all just burlesque. And to me, that's boring. See, I need something. I need something, you idiot. I can't live on nothing. I can't live like this. Go ahead and just kill it all. Kill every last thing on earth. That's fine. Because to keep on like this is more torture than it can be imagined. It's pure torture. It's so much torture that people have to invent an enemy, an oppressor, just to, to justify their lives. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's a fool's game. A fool. Only a fool does that. Now, Jane Fonda, yeah, that's a, yeah, you know, stop, you know, and, and all these celebrities, yeah, we got to stop those white supremacists, you know. And all these people get paid, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, who knows, $200 million for reciting some words in a script. And that's as far as their brain can go. 
That's downright. Um, that's embarrassing, man. That's like get the hook and pull him off. You know what I mean? It's just like get out of here unless you're going to give me give me something. Give me anything. But don't do that. You know, Wankerville. Don't just try to sell me on some sizzly, uh, <laughs> flashy, bright, you know, bullshit that's nothing and say it's something. Because if it's something, I would feel that. I would get that. It would help me. You know, the, before the theater went commie, <laughs> Uh, you'd have to go back before this, uh, before the 20th century, and you'd have to go all the way back to around 1850, I guess. I mean, there used to be this idea of, you know, an intellectual, and then it turned out they were just all propagandized by left-wing politics. And it was always this rebellion against the church, like, well, wait till you see what I'm going to do next. Did you hear about this guy? He did this on the stage, you know. Yeah. Well, he did that. Well, that'll get him. That'll knock him down. What's going to get him today? Let's get him, you know. Get him out. This will get him. What happened to the making of a thing out of passion? Man, skill and talent. And if they if they if they recognize it, fine. If they don't, fine. What happened to Van Gogh? What happened to Michelangelo? What happened to uh, Bukowski? What happened to anybody? What happened to everything? I start reading a book by again. I, I don't mean to pick on Harlan Coben or this. Some of these other people, uh, you know, Cormac McCarthy is another one Hollywood loves. I start reading, and I'm like, I can't, I can't even believe that this passes as, you know, like, like glowing reviews of some kind of literature. That would mean the critics are, are, aren't that naive, are that ill-informed. Not saying everything. Like the Noah Harari book, okay? Let's just go to that one. That's one of the silliest things I've ever seen in my life. I mean, any just cognizant human, just cognizant, with just basic common sense, would, would, would see the folly of it and the foolishness of, 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 of this guy. But then he's got followers. And the only way, and I've questioned that they really sincerely are into this sort of, um, you know, uh, th- th- this thing that he's selling, which is basically he's trying to sell immortality. Right? If you cooperate, if you become a slave, if you give up all your rights, <laughs> and if you don't, we'll take them from you anyway. <laughs> yeah, so today I, I, that someone had a, a picture of Bill Gates, and I said, you know, beat him to a pulp or something. And yep, Facebook erased it. You know, it's like, yeah, if you see the Gates, you know, you know it, right? He's completely protected. He's going to knock down all the trees. He's going to stop the sun. He's going to get rid of the carbon. He's going to make sure you, start, you can't breathe and, and you starve to death. And he's celebrated as a, as a big-time you know, thinker, like a, a real intellectual. 
you know, if you don't like the carbon, get rid of it all, and that'll get rid of the humans and every other life form, and then you can have a perfect earth with nothing on it. <laughs> you know, what's, what's Bill Gates' ultimate dream? Uh, just a blank slate being underwater with nothing in front of you, no bottom and no top, just endless water, a Bill Gates dream. Now, what's Elon Musk's excuse? We're going to fly to Mars. We're going to colonize it. So he's uh, missed the boat as well. So I, 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 don't, I really don't know um, what you can do. But the main thing is, um, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep going with, uh, I said on Substack, I would be, resume writing. Because I want to get this, sort of this novel knocked out. But I'm going to put ten chapters up there in one go. And I'm just kind of editing that now. And then, then we'll, we'll begin with chapter 11. And then what we'll do is we'll, you know, I'll try to do like a performance writing thing where we go one at a time and see if I can get the, you know, if, see, one of the things I don't want to do is get self-critical because I could say things that like might really offend a Christian brother or sister. I'm not trying to do that. But then again, I can't violate my... Um, creative urges you know what I mean I, those are there for a reason and so the minute I start doing that is the minute I start falling you know falling down on the job and you know it, where I, you fall you got to have the courage to go where it leads even if you alienate everyone around you which is very possible you know it's a, it's it's not usually authors work in secret and you know eventually they get they you know give their manuscript to an editor the editor goes, wow, this is terrific. Um, and they start editing it and getting it ready for publication. They start dumbing it down so that the public can actually understand it. And then if you're a, a nobody, like me, in publishing, then they will just reject it and not read anything because it's just too time-consuming. And they never will. That's <laughs> the so one thing you learn... One thing you learn about like things like uh, writers' conferences, that the uh, publishers and agents and, and, and people that could help you do n are not interested, they're, but they're interested in socializing with each other, and, and you're paying for it, and they're, they're getting free food, free drinks, and maybe even vacation for the kids, and you're not even in, in the equation. You're just the dumb, the dumb sucker who paid for their, and then you get to watch them enjoying themselves, but you're not allowed to talk to them. It's amazing, huh? It's, it's, it's insane. But where was the courage? I'm the only one that actually did anything. Out of all those people, out of thousands and thousands of people, I'm the only one that you know, bothered to tell the, 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 the staff of, say, the Maui Writers Conference, Maui of all places, um, you know, about the uh, disparity, about the class warfare that's going on. And I figured, well, they would maybe try to be more conciliatory toward the poor writers that are there just trying to break into the business, hoping an agent will discover them, and, 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 and then, being, then being laughed at behind their backs. So what do they do? After my letter, they moved the cocktail parties to an area of the hotel where you couldn't see them. Well, you couldn't have your face pressed up against the candy store window. 
They just move them out of sight, having their folly and fun. And, you know, watching their fat, spoiled kids ride down the, uh, the waterway. I'm, um, yeah, well, I should have written about that. That would have been, there's so many things like that I've seen, because that's what I am, the seer. I see all this stuff going on. And, you know, really, the only reason nobody did anything is they didn't see it. They were being duped. They were being lied to. They were being taken advantage of. Their money was being ripped off. Uh, to boost a guy like Jack Canfield, he doesn't need any money. That guy's totally rich. He's chicken soup for the soul. He's not going to talk to you. What for? He's already got it made. So I'm, I'm just like, you know, it's, it's, I just have to you know, regather my thoughts here because... The, the atrocities that go on in everyday life are just as bad, if not worse. The overall big atrocities don't even really bother me as much as the every day, every second of every day, there's some of this shit going on. Wherever I go, I see it. And so I'm going to ride it up the hospital, and I've, I've had to summon my courage. I've, I've kind of got stuck on Chapter 10, and then I kind of went into a you know, I had to work and this and that, and, you know, crazed house and all these uh, duties that I've, you know, that I've signed up for. I mean, it's nothing, you know, hitting me out of the blue. And then, of course, taxes comes up for me at a different time of year than you. And so it's not that, you know, a lot of bookkeeping, a lot of just a lot of stuff. It feels overwhelming, like I can't get it done, but I can and I will. With God's help, I can do anything. See, just knowing that, I can withstand the ultimate torture, ignorance, ignorant people. They can, they can take the food away. They can take the, the petrol away and the diesel. They can uh, take the mechanics away, send everybody home. They can, they can have bloodthirsty nurses in the, in the hospitals waiting for you to get COVID so they can rip your lungs out. They can do all this stuff. It doesn't really bother me. But what bothers me is just the day-to-day, the weird look, the, 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 oh, the, um, the need to gang stalk, you know, those who are different, to, to harass them. To, you know, since I've, it's all gone, there's no term like gang stalking. What it is now is targeting, targeting. Everyone that's not on the page, you know, or not conformed, a la Adolf Hitler and Stasi, will be targeted. And they tar- today they target you with really nasty, they have the capability of beaming you with all kinds of satellite weapons and, you know, e- e- ELFs and all kinds of things that, that, that they can get you collectively. But now it's really on a much big, bigger scale where it's more like Lahaina, you know, just, just go ahead and, right, just get to cut to the chase. Did you see how Oprah had to... Um, <laughs> did you see how Oprah had to drag the rock into it? Because like that's the only like like kind of like Hawaiian-looking kind of a Pacific Islander guy. I think it was from uh, Samoa, maybe. But but that no matter, you know, a Polynesian-looking guy, you know. So he's standing behind her, trying to give her credibility while she's saying she started a fund for you to donate to, and then she'll pass it on to the people in Maui. It's like, well, what the hell are you donating, you, you disgusting bitch? Really disgusting. 
And, you know, and she was at the hallmark of the, of the, of the you know, denying that there's, you know, there's, there's all kinds of shit going on with uh, children and trafficking and satanic rituals and all that stuff. She's there making sure it all gets debunked. I saw Oprah. It's debunked. I don't know what Zeph's talking about. And, you know, you, you just, that's, you, you're right. Because not being believed is the, the next part of that is mental hospital. Yeah, psychosis, you know, drugs. When I went to the hospital, they diagnosed me with every, every sick thing in the book. And the whole reason was because there's a drug for every symptom. There's a drug for every diagnosis. And these drugs you have to stay on for life. They tried to, they tried to put me on metformin for diabetes. Turns out that I'm um, hypoglycemic and, or have a tendency toward low blood sugar and need to, and my, my blood sugar is always coming down after a meal or whatever and uh, getting even too low at night. So I have to watch that. And any other diagnosis, you know, kidneys, this, that, the other thing. It's just, uh, and none of these doctors talk to each other. I've just lost all respect. And I don't think they can help me, no. It's just what I said before. They could save your life, but then if you follow up with treatment programs, it's just going to be... The, the other thing is, I don't want to, I don't want, you know, to, to have in, you know, insurance pay for me, so it makes it easy to go have an appointment with somebody and, you know, just, just to, you know, because they'll try to cut you up, do this, do that. I think, I think at this point, I just really don't see any benefit to the AMA. I really just don't see any benefit. I think if you want to live a long time, you got to get, uh, you got to have to take the health in your own hands. You're going to have to research. You're going to become your own doctor. At least that's what I'm doing. I, I'm not saying it'll work for you, but that's, describing what I've had to do because <clears throat> when I proved, you know, through blood tests and through, um, you know, through uh, blood glucose levels and all that, that I was right and they were wrong, they withdrew the uh, prescription. They had to say, oh, no, this, that, you know, because that would you know, send me down even further. That's saying that your pancreas that is producing insulin, uh, your, the, your body's not responding to the insulin and driving that blood sugar back down. But mine does. Mine does function properly. So how about that? And, they just, and then they had the whole alcoholic thing. I mean, that's, you know, no secret I drink. Well, I may not always drink, though, because I'm, you know, it's, I'm, I'm very bored with anything that, you know, it's like if I drank, it's a little more medicinal, not so much for taste, but it was a little more to knock back the stress. What's the stress? Other people is the stress. Shit going on that other people do is the stress. No, I don't mean to pass the buck to everybody else, but, you know, my, and what's my uh, sin? My sin is, you know, uh, you know, having to get rid of these traumas from childhood or whatever so that I don't react in a, in a negative way. You know, knowing that I'm, you know... Serving to the Most High God, and I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm. I'm. I'm one. I'm there. And then, you know, that's like I said to a lot of people. You know, if you've had this kind of abuse as a child, it may take you your whole life until your deathbed to actually heal. And you may not quite get it done by then, because that's how long it takes. 
Well, one of the problems is that no one wants to help you. But the other reason is not because they, you know, they're bad people. It's just because they don't know what you're talking about. They don't understand what it is. So they, they say, well, you need to have some structure and, you know, you should go to the gym and here, over here, I've got a guy that, you know, a trainer will help you get going with this and that. And, you know, we've got some, um, you know, Zoloft for you if you get depressed and you really need to start participating in these programs <laughs> when they don't even know who they are. They don't know medicine. They don't know psychiatry. They don't know psychology. They don't know anything. Yet they have licenses to practice. Why is that? Why? Because they got in the club. They did something to get in the club. You don't, you know, once, once you're in the club, you don't have to know anything. You just, you know, wing it, you know, spend a couple hours at the office, see a few patients, go out, play golf, enjoy yourself. Do you know what's going to happen when you die? No. Are you worried? No. Well, then you're mentally ill because most people have to, know, have to have anxiety about death. If you don't, you're in denial. And if you're in denial, you could be a very dangerous person out there to your family, to your wife, to your, to your friends, especially to your patients. <laughs> so it is really, it is... And I know there's a lot of people like me that like to, you know, I always see everything underneath. You know, the hidden motive. And I'm sorry that I have to actually have that. I mean, it's, it's my natural way. I'm not suspicious. It's just that's what I see. So you can flap your jaw and say, I believe this and I believe that. But it's not what I'm picking up from you. I'm picking up that, that you don't really believe this. You don't really believe that. You don't really believe in Jesus. You don't really believe in anything. You're just a scared little rabbit uh, trying to figure out how you can get some peace. Well, the, you can get some peace. D don't give Jesus lip service. Just go there. Jesus is a destination like a place to go to. You know, uh, get into the word. I had some very encouraging scriptures today that I came across. And... This Bible's too heavy. I'm going to have to use the online. Um, and what were they? Okay, well, these are all ones you know, but I mean, these are some of the ones that, that uh, you know, speak to me. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, Jesus says. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Not, not the same as the world. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Fear is, you know, the great mind killer, it says in Dune. Yeah, fear is um, the great faith killer. Fear comes from, like, anxiety, worry, right? So you don't really want to worry. Um, and, you know, and you know the famous one, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be careful for nothing, but in everything... By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Therefore I say unto you, says Jesus, take no thought for your life, what, what, what you shall eat or what you shall, uh, shall drink, uh, not for your body, what you shall put on. 
Is not life more than meat and the body more than raiment? What father, when asked for a, you know, what father, when asked for bread, gives his son a stone? No father would do that. He would give his son bread. Right? Casting all your care upon him, for he care for, careth for you. Yeah, he cares for you. He cares for all of you. He cares for everything. And free will, Noah Harari proclaimed that free will was dead because they can't go on and exterminate. For you, Harari, seven billion. You're the king of the Nazis. Yeah, baby. And I guess if you're a big Jew like you, Nazis are, are good people, right? You're a big atheist Jew. You don't believe in Yahweh or anything or Torah or, no, that's all. So when, it's like when Jews defect from the Lord, you know, they, what, they, they become tyrants. <laughs> it's, maybe that's just the nature of, a, of, the, of the Middle East. I don't know. But, you know, this, this guy's a tyrant and he's a bully. But when you're a bully, you have to back it up with something. If you have no intellectual prowess, as this guy doesn't, he writes like an eighth grader, uh, then, then, you know, and he doesn't make any of his points. It's like, I would, you know, here's a picture of a lamb and a, a lion and a human to get, together. Look at this. Be, wouldn't that be great to make those things? And I'm like, you, you know, this guy watched Star Wars too many times as a kid and, and or whatever, you know what I mean? And it's just, just assumed that, We'd be in the Chimera creating business, you know, and then what's all this old religion holding us back when we can get into the skin now and we can clone people and download their consciousness and live forever in our own digital nightmare? And, and the, the answer is the Lord won't even let you do that. <laughs> the Lord is being, making himself known now. He is, you know, to and fro around the earth. And all his angels, and I, like I said before, it's a new season. And he's thwarting like the, the, the Burning Man thing. And it's like, that went on for years. And all of a sudden, there's oppression. You know? And we have this Zobra celebration that went down last night, I guess. Where they do the same thing. They burn them. They burn. You know, it, it goes back to the cremation of care. When they burn care so they can free their, their conscience... And free their minds to be free and to be happy without a conscience. That, that's a way you can kill five billion people and have no conscience. And it'd be, it'd be fun. And not, there'd be no, no guilt, no shame. You know? Uh, um, at least when I took a look at Rosemary's Baby, you know, again. And, and you know, very simply directed, very straightforward story. At least when I looked at that again, at the end they were saying, Hail Satan, Satan's the god of this world. And, and even then, the whole screenplay fell apart right there, just <laughs> crash and burn. The whole story, the whole movie became totally anticlimactic at the, point where, uh, at the point of climax, at the height of the drama. Because promotion of Satan is never going to be Accepted. I think after that, nobody wanted to do Satan anymore. You know, Satan is the God. Hail Satan, the God of this world. 
and you know and all that and nobody really um you know the, the, when you say that it sounds goofy so they don't do it so they you know so what are the gods well the gods are the demons the fallen angels you know they're, they 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 see supernatural things but but how do you explain the flood of the burning man this weekend i mean the the timing of being stuck in the desert how do you explain that? I mean, they're stuck. Maui. Maui is un- unfortunately a bust. I mean, it's over with Maui. I, you know, so I'm on to the, the Burning Man thing. Because it's, um, there are fires going all over the world now, being lit by Klaus Schwab. I mean, or his assigns, or his... You know, in that network of people, you know, who UN same 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 bunch, the same they say they want communism, but really it's a corporate fascist uh, corporatocracy is what they actually want. Anyway, so now we have the Burning Man, and they claim to have control of the weather. Well, what happened there? Didn't they didn't they want, you know, uh, like a like free sex, free love, free drugs? Didn't they want that to all go on out there? Maybe beam them with like all kinds of, you know, like thoughts and ideas and implant them in their heads while they're in the middle of this orgiastic scree. Jeez. But no, they got stuck in the mud now. And it seemed, you know, like, like it, it's just, it's so anathema to everything they're doing. And so where did it come from? And, you know, it does rain. There were monsoon conditions. Usually the monsoons are cleared up by the first week in September. We didn't see any here. We usually get monsoons, but they've kept a high ridge. Now, this is a weather machine because they can do this easily. This is, they had this decades ago, the ability to create you know, highs, uh, high-pressure areas, low-pressure, and, and mess with the atmosphere, especially during the daytime when the, when the when the atmosphere is only, you know, when, when, they, when the manipulation of the weather, it's only 30 miles up. And then at night, it's like, you know, 150 or 170 miles up. So it's, it's you know, so a lot of this stuff goes on during the daytime. And then, of course, the, the, the hurricanes, we all know that they can, they can create a hurricane and steer it. I've seen some of the weapons. I've seen some of these, you know, some of these technologies. They're huge. You can't miss them. There's pictures all over the Internet. You can read the patents. You can read the, the capabilities. Uh, with what they have now, they can make whatever weather they want on the earth anytime. The problem is they have, you know, like the Chinese and other people competing with the America. You know, they, they, you wreck their weather. They wreck your weather. You wreck, you know, there's that too. And then they go, then they try to use all that to, cre- to sell global warming climate change to the, you know, dumbfounded dipshits who live in this country, you know, who are, who are like, oh, they start protesting, they start marching with their little sign, oh, it's climate change, we got to punish the people driving cars, yeah, you know, when, when I, I, it's, it's, it's the most, watching that, you, it, it, if it weren't so sad, it would be hilarious, because they're such clowns, they're such non-serious, non-intellectual, non-thinking you know, just react to whatever somebody tells you what to do. Get your side and go and protest. Oh, okay. And it's, it's, how can you stand watching that? 
You know, I mean, if there was a protest that was actually of the people, then that's interesting to watch. You know what I mean? Where it's a a movement of people that are reacting against, say, the government or there's something unfair in society. That's always, you know, valid. But when the corporatocracy itself commissions the, the march, you know, makes all the signs and hands them out, what kind of a dupe, what kind of a fool would actually get a sign and go stand in the street? I mean, this is, right? Then we went through the whole Pride Month of June, and then they're trying to put all these other, like, June, and there's Juneteenth, and now Pride Month, and this and that, and CRT, and all this stuff. That's all being taught by society. That's all society. That's the elites. And these people are dumb enough to actually you know, serve on their knees before the elites. Yes, master. Yes, master. Yes, master. And, it's, and, and then you go, wait, wait, you're serving the elites here. You're not the voice of the people. The voice of the people, there shouldn't be any divisions among the people. The people are getting their asses kicked no matter what political party they're a member of or no matter, no matter what their religious beliefs are, everyone's getting hurt. So the solutions to come together, but they, that's what they don't want. That's why they... T- they create these movements. They create these marches. They, cre- they, they do all the riots themselves. Everything you see that's shootings, all that stuff, all those are false. Life. It, everything is fake. Everything is staged. There's nothing left to chance. So we don't have to really dwell on that. And because we can't win in that way, why worry about it? The only thing I think that's really valid to, to worry about is just fear God, keep his commandments, try to prepare for a sudden death if that happens. I hope it doesn't. Uh, uh, that one guy, you know, they're trying to debunk that guy that said there were special forces in Maui arresting uh, bad cops and all that, sounding a little bit like QAnon. I, I went with it after I verified that there was some activity, but here's what I learned. I learned that that activity was neutralized. That people even thinking about doing something like helping the people in Maui, they end up getting arrested before they even start. And this is all general, but, you know, I, I, I didn't find anything wrong with that guy's story when he, when he said that. I didn't think he was starting an Internet rumor, and he didn't seem to me to be a Fed, you know, trying to start some kind of psyop, you know, that, hey... The cavalry is coming, Mauians. Don't worry about it. Um, the, the, the fact of the matter is, it's worse than 9-11. And the people of Maui are going to go along with uh, their slave masters. And the, the, the Hawaiians of Hawaii are enslaved. And the few elders that are trying to stand up and, and, and Hawaiians, that, you know, people that live there, residents that live there 20 years, whatever, they're all trying to do something, but it's not, not happening because you have to battle the U.S. military. You have to battle the, the, the federal government, FEMA. The, these are like the, the Praetorian Guard or the elites. I mean, they're staying in, you know, $1,000 night hotel rooms and, and with unlimited room service, unlimited drinks. You know, just ridiculous. They're like on vacation. And the people that work there who've lost everything have no allies. The government hates them, obviously, and wants them dead or, or shuttled off into a 15-minute city somewhere where their needs will be taken care of. 
And it's the most evil thing in the world, but the people, you know, it's kind of like what's being done to them now has already been done over and over to the Native American Indians, right? The same thing. Shuttle them off to a reservation. You know, give them a 200-square-foot room to live in, a dorm style, have a little cafeteria, make it look like they're uh, really, you know, needs are taken care of, but what it really is is a prison camp. Instead of looking like Auschwitz, it looks like a 15-minute city is the new prison camp. So they want to build these camps all over the world and sell people on them. And there are enough people that are so dumb, they will go along. And I would say dumb and scared. They're dumb and scared. So they go along. But don't. These are not people you want to interface with or talk to. There's no reason to talk to them. Right? They're just in the way. They're just... They're making the nightmare come due. They're not your friend. And if you, they, they think their needs will be taken care of. It's like, well, in jail, you know, hell, I've, I had three square meals a day and I had, uh, you know, I had a job to do there and I had uh, friends and, uh, you know, uh, it was all organized. I didn't have a minute to myself. And then, you know, when it's time to go to bed, I had a, a cot to sleep in and, you know, I didn't have to worry about uh, anything, making money, nothing. It was all was provided. Well, that's the whole point. The 15-minute city is the prison. It's a prison camp. Social credit score. You can go eat at the cafeteria if, as long as you keep your score up, as long as you don't step out of line. You step out of line, though, they'll euthanize you and they'll come pick you up and, you know, throw your uh, body in a, uh, you know, in a, in a, in probably in an ice truck or, you know, a cooled truck of some sort to keep the body on ice until they can get it to the organ, uh, you know, donor, uh, you know, factory where they can, you know, cut up the cadavers. But this is all, what, you know, but this all wouldn't be possible without the people wanting it. They want to be enslaved. They want to be taken care of. They want their need taken care of. They, they would like to live in a college campus type atmosphere even if they're spied on 24-7, as long as they have their needs taken care of. They, they, would, they would prefer that to having a free society. So what are you going to do about them? There's more of them than there are, say, freedom-loving individuals. There's more of them than the other type, okay? So Maui is gone, and I accept it. It's like 9-11. You can scream all you want. I'm not going to do that anymore. You can scream all you want. But unless you can defeat this evil fascist empire of globalism, of the world, of the, the, real, the real rulers, the real owners, you know, as Carlin said. Unless you can defeat that, you know, this is the beast. And who can make war with the beast, the Bible says. You, nobody can make war with the beast. If you disagree with the beast enough, they just kill you. So, you know, and if you tried, if they tried to launch special forces arriving in these slick, you know, uh, you know, rubber uh, speedboats, you know, with, with, with you know, 50 caliber machine gun, and, you know, just badass mercenaries showed up to help the people, get the water to the people and do all that. If, if that you know, before that would happen, they'd be met with, you know, strong military force. 
you'd hear about it on the news if it became a firefight, which it would have to become. A firefight. And if you arrested any of these people, where would they go to jail? Answer, they wouldn't be able to take them to jail. They'd have to kidnap them. Well, then that would probably wind up being newsworthy. So, anyway, not to, not to get people's hopes down, but, you know, I wouldn't... I think it's very dangerous thinking to think that the cavalry is coming. The cavalry is not coming. The patriots are not coming. Q, 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 uh, Q whatever is not coming. They're not arresting people right and left, you know, to have Nuremberg 2.0 trial. It's not going to happen. Because the people in the main are going to acquiesce because they're hungry and they're scared. When you're hungry and scared and the government's handing out the food and give you a, a shelter to stay at, you're more than happy to take it. Even though you've, one day you had freedom and now you don't, you're going to put up with it, hoping that you'll be able to you know, be free enough. Rejoicing that your needs are finally being taken care of. Anyway, yeah, no, I got to say that, you know, I was, I was definitely um, not correct about this. Uh, well, I, my, my, my error in judgment was, um, you know, I, I tried to find something wrong with the guy that was announcing this, this, uh, merc- these mercenaries being there, you know, to, to help liberate the people and all that. And um, so I didn't find anything wrong with the guy, so I kind of went with it, but now I realize... Um, you know, there was no follow-through. I can't find any other corroborating evidence, so I have to say that, you know, drop it. Yeah, there's... I I mean, I'm going the other way now. I'm just saying there is no cavalry coming to take out the police and take out FEMA, whatever else you got to do, Ramboing their way in there. There's really no Rambos out there coming to liberate the the poor people of Maui. You got, you know, the snakes in the grass... And you got guys like Jason Momoa, you know, who's, who's, he feels their pain and he wants to keep the tourists out, you know. Uh, <laughs> it, it's not funny. No, no, but I've, I think I'm laughing out of joy because of the fact that I feel so relieved I'm with the Lord, you know what I mean? This is like exactly where I need to be and I know God's got me here. I know he's going to reveal to me what you know how I should proceed from here. You know what I mean. In other words, I got to I need work on you know budgeting my time better. You know, getting those pages written. You know, you know, participating in in uh, what I can in terms of bringing a perspective to people. Uh, you know, showing people that Jesus is really true, really real, and it's no fantasy. Well, he's saved me so many times that, I mean, it's, and, and people, not, people recognize that, including this last stint in the hospital. I was definitely, you know, on my way out. He brought me back. And everybody thought that was like a miracle. You know, the whole staff there thought it was a miracle. They were ready to, you know, <laughs> take me down to the morgue. <laughs> Just, it didn't happen. You know, they, they were sure that was going to happen. So, you know, it's uh, things like that that really show me that the Lord is really real because 
I, I was not, um, well, oh my eyes, yeah. Things like that that really show me, you know, like surviving uh, a complete breakdown of all internal organs, you know, and then, and then, and then pulling out of it. It's um, it's just a it's a testament to Jesus because, you know, when Jesus said no man comes to the Father through me, it means whether you know it or not, if you have gone, if the, we pray to the Father, please help me, Lord, please help me, Father. If you really helped, you got to the Father through Christ, even if you don't really understand that. It it will come to you that that's what happened. See, it's not the other way around. It's not human-centric. It's God-centric. It's not human-dependent. It's God-dependent. So you're having the opposite. You got the, you're making the mistake the churches make. Put it on God. If you have that relation with the, with the Father, it's made possible by the Son, but it's the Father's discretion, not yours. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? That means that you've got nothing to worry about since God is always there. The only thing that you end up suffering is separation and loneliness due to the fact that you sabotage your walk with the Lord by interfering with your ego. But fixing it is just a matter of bringing it to mind. That's it. It's not really a big deal. It's not really a big change. It's going from me consciousness to you consciousness. The Lord inspires me to go give a word to somebody. Okay, that's like, a, okay, it's, that's a divine appointment from God. You know what I mean? I just run with that. It feels good. Remember that movie that Steven Spielberg did, Empire of the Sun, where there was like this community, I guess they were living, where are they living? They were living in Japan or China, somewhere. And, um, and, and uh, the war was just beginning, and there was like, a, like an English community uh, there. And they started seeing more and more war planes, and pretty soon it was like a full-scale invasion. And there was this kid, and he was uh, he was belonging to uh, uh, he was uh, running all over the after the invasion. You know, they had looted everything and taken everything, and and the kid was running around trying to help people. You know, and he's all excited and. Uh, so there is that, you know, there is that uh, excitement of war and there's that excitement of uh, being really stimulated by these things that have happened. I mean, it was like a walled city and a uh, walled community and, and suddenly it was, you know, disrupted and destabilized and people were dying. Looting was going on crazily. I always thought that was interesting. It was kind of like a Red Dawn in reverse in a way, but it was kind of a similar 
theme, in a sense. I, I felt it was... Uh, I thought it was one of the better movies Spielberg had done, but nobody really gave him credit for it. They, they just ignored it. I'm like, of course they ignored it. It's because it was good, so they ignored it. It's just, it's just like, that was debunked. <laughs> yes, that was debunked by you know, Oprah, therefore we never have to look at it again. <laughs> oh... I just, I can't see anymore. I really can't stand anymore. I just can't take it anymore. And people are, you know, they're going to do. One thing you learn is you can't control people. The other thing is, um, you know, you're going to have to let God run, run the show. I do. So that's one thing that'll be giving, getting some attention today. Uh, I'm glad you're there. I'm going to try to get myself. I've had this back issue. There we go. And, uh, no, it's been... Lately, it's been painful in the sense that... Um, uh, you know, that I'm laying on this bed and it's... And there's a... And I'm, the pain is keeping me up. And, but it's better than it was, you know what I mean? I'm off the cane, I'm out of the wheelchair... <laughs> Uh, a couple more for you, and then we're going to... The main thing I'm trying to impart to you is that, you know, we all need something, and we're not getting it from the world. That's, I could have done this in five minutes, you know, uh, but I just love talking to you. Um, I, I could have... So we all need something, you know. And the thing that we're looking for... Obviously, more God, more more truth, more more that. But I mean, we need things from everyday life and from each other too. And uh, you know, we need first of all, <laughs> our society has become incredibly foolish. You know, just throwing away you know wisdom, throwing away you know wonderful ideas, throwing away civility. And um, you know, we need something. You know, like like I say, if you go to a play. It was thought-provoking. It makes you think. It's like, oh, that's something. I, yes, I, I need that. But there's nothing like that in society anymore because, you know, those things are a threat to the power structure, right? They don't want a thinking public, folks. They don't want you to be thinking. And thinking helps. Thought-provoking uh, entertainment, let's say, would help. But see, they don't want you to be awakening and having thought-provoking experiences. They don't want... I read a quote from Harari today. It was incredible. He wants to get rid of thoughts that... that he, they want to get rid of thoughts they don't like. Thoughts. Thought control. So before you ever speak it, before you ever write it, it's already clipped. And the only way they can do that, of course, is to read your mind, which they can do, and then eliminate any thoughts. That would be, who is God? What is Jesus? You know, eradicate that all from the earth. You know, what is philosophy? What is um, comparative philosophy? What is, what is music? What is art? What is science? What is, what is progress? What is regress? What is, what is war? They want you to forget all about everything. So you just, 
unable to introspectively think about any issue. You just do as you're told. Vote yay or nay. You vote yay. Okay, here's a paycheck, you know, to train you like, you know, uh, uh, an animal in the zoo. And that's, you know, unfortunately what they want. So when you say, I need something, you know, even that I, you know, I know the death of a salesman, for example, is a play, let's say, was like, you know, trying to show how American capitalism doesn't work, right? So I know that the commies got behind it and pushed it. Okay, fine, fine. But what does it make you think? What does it make you feel? It makes you think. It makes you feel because it, it, though it had a bias in it, it still had enough truth so that you could really chew on it. You, you know, it was, it was a, real, a real thing. And um, it... Uh, you know, uh, or you know, desire under the elms, Eugene O'Neill, or any of those, any of those kind of plays. You know, the the uh, the uh, many playwrights that we've seen that have come and gone now. Um, even if you just read their plays, they always dealt with thought-provoking situations, not with you know who's going to accept being gay and not gay, you know who's a bigot and all. It, it, it wasn't like that back then. So. Uh, okay, last one. One John four eighteen. There is no fear in love, but b- perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. You can almost go on and say, "He that fears has does not have the Lord." If we have the Lord, we have nothing to fear, and if we have no fear, we have no worry. If we have no worry, then. The world says, what? (laughs) And we say, here, show you this. How can I get me some of that? Well, it's, you don't have to do anything. Just turn your, turn toward the Lord, man. And just realize it's not about you, but about him. And just repent of being all about me and put it on him and just keep walking. And he'll tell you everything. It's the one thing that I don't have to worry about. When people are seeking truth, when people are seeking answers, I know they're going to find Jesus. It's just, do they have the courage to follow what, what they know to be true? When all this social pressure says, Jesus, oh, you're a bigot. You're a Too bad they don't, don't understand. There's, there's, you know, you're, talking about, you're talking about God here. When you say Jesus, you're talking God. You know, that's, but when you're talking me and Christ, you're also talking God. I have the same authority. I don't usurp authority from the Lord. I mean, the Lord's got multi-dimensional directions and all kinds of things that are happening. But I'm in the zone, you know what I mean? I'm in the zone of no worry, no fear, and tasked with some task. Where do you want to go today, Lord? Uh, Let's go up here, and and there'll be someone there for you to talk to, and you should talk to them. Okay, Uh, the Lord told me to talk to you. Do you have something to tell me? Yes, I want to tell you that, um, you know, it's true. The Lord told me that you'd come. See, there you go. Chills. Goosebumps. But that's how it works. That sort of thing. And much more. And then all of a sudden, time disappears. Life and death disappears. Your, your biological clock disappears. Worries about anything disappears. You will have the money. 
By the end of the week, you'll have it, whatever. The, God will provide. And if he doesn't, and if it, if it looks like there is no provision, it's all wrong, it's just flimsy thinking, it's pie in the sky nowhere. If that's really what's happening, then obviously drop it. Because you're not going in the right direction anyway. Right? If it's based on fear, if it's based on hate, if it's based on being uncomfortable, it's based on disease, it's based on uh, short-term fixes, it's based on just barely getting through, it's based on you know, having a, you know, a round of drinks to take the edge off, it's based on shooting drugs up, it's based on this, it's based on that, it's based on anything to escape this horrible situation, but you know, there's nowhere to go. You know, we needed something from our sciences, from our arts, from our education, from anyone, from authors of books. Not escapism. Escapism to what? To, to ignoring, avoiding your own something that you need to pay attention to and fix? Last thing. You can be in joy. You can be in peace. Today. Now. Lord, we just pray that everyone who hears this somehow comes to peace and the knowledge and the lack of fear because of faith, which is you. In Jesus' name, amen. The lack of fear, which is faith. In Jesus' name, amen. The lack of fear, which is faith. The lack of fear... Lord, take my fear away. <clears throat> I can't just take it away. I have to re replace your fear with faith. <laughs> and, uh, and so it goes. Another edition of the Zeph Report has been, uh, is in the hopper. Thank you for being there. And um, yeah, I just got to play this one more time. And we'll see you next time.
scene one, Apple take two.